Rolling Dice and Taking Names is sponsored by The Broken Token, creator of high-quality gaming accessories and storage solutions. Visit them online at thebrokentoken.com. For a very special episode of Rolling Dice and Taking Names. It's the fourth annual summer movie preview. Screening, streaming, or steaming. With special guests Dan Patrice and Chris Kirkman. Ooh, looking at this list, I cannot wait for Mama Mia. Here we go again. Welcome to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. This is a very special episode where we are joined for my favorite episode where we talk movies. This is episode number 143. We are talking Everyone's Gone to the Movies. I'm Tony. And I'm Marty. And I'm Dan. And I'm Chris. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on. It has been so easy to get y'all scheduled. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not only has it been fun to schedule, I don't know what I did to deserve being in the presence of Tony. It's the both of the other guys. In one place. I know. It's amazing. So uh, it's, it, we're just going to have a big time here. We're going to be making fun of one another. We'll be making a lot of noise, making sure that Marty's editing is just really hard. I guess we need to clarify maybe who Chris and Dan are in case <laughs> people are turning in. They know the who they are. Go back and listen to our other movie shows. No, they don't because we may have a lot of, a lot of new people going, we don't know what the heck you're talking about. What is a movie episode? This is our episode that we call Screening Stream. Streaming or steaming, where we're going to take some of the top movies coming out this summer. Myself, Tony, Dan Patrice from the Geek All Stars, Chris Kirkman from Dice Hate Me are going to be talking about these games and ranking them, whether we want to go to the movies and see them, whether we just want to wait till they come out and we'll stream them, or they're just a steaming pile of poop and we have no interest in seeing them at all. And just for clarity, these are just what we feel. Not how they'll actually do in the uh, movie theater. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's anybody's guess. That'll be at the end when we try to predict what they'll do at the in the theater, and that's when we we all fail except Martin. Oh, don't get him started. <clears throat> yeah, let's see. I am the two-time reigning champion of this because last year when I picked fourth. Somehow, three people in front of me decided to let that let Wonder Woman fall right in my lap, which was the number one movie of the summer. Okay, I don't want anybody to make a comment about Wonder Woman in his lap. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in my defense, I had to pick right before Marty, and I figured, as much as he bashes DC movies, surely he's not going to take Wonder Woman before it gets back to me again. And I was planning on taking Wonder Woman with my second round pick last year. And he went ahead and took Wonder Woman and then Transformers, another off-the-grid pick for, for Marty. And, and you know, he wrote it to the to box office victory. But I think Chris won the second one. I think Marty won the first one. Chris won the second one. So you are... Yeah, so you you are you're a two time winner, but not two time defending. This is I won two years in a row. Last year I had the fourth pick, and this year I got the fourth pick. Did you win two years in a row? Mm-hmm. Mine was three years ago. Has it been that far that long since the first Jurassic Park? Yeah, Jurassic World. Yeah, I have to say, guys, it's 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 an honor to be back with you guys because I look forward to talking to you guys every year. Uh, and I, and I look forward to seeing you guys hopefully at some cons this year because there's nothing like, that's just why I like when Tony comes up to Raleigh, I get to hang out with him. Hey, this is our movie episode where we're <laughs> going to be talking about movies <laughs> and probably not hardly games at all. In fact, Tony just kind of ran over the title real quick. This 
is an actual song called Everyone's Gone to the Movies, but I was kind of surprised Tony picked it because this song from Steely Dan, <laughs> which Ooh. sounds like a fun, bouncy song, when you look at the lyrics, Tony, did you look at the lyrics and realize that this was about a man who shows porn movies to young boys? Yes, I did. I looked at the lyrics and I said, but the title matched for everything that I wanted it to do it to continue our stream of thoughts around titles. Ah, and what is that? What is going on with that again? Every title of a show is building up for a reason for why I picked it. And we have a contest going. If you can figure out what the link is between each of these songs, then you'll win some from rolling dice and taking names. Don't know what. Because we got time to figure that out because nobody's going to figure it out. This is only number two. Yeah, this started out last episode. So we had uh, last episode, and this episode's now called Everyone's Gone to the Movie. So there's another little piece of the puzzle. Oh, speaking of which, the interesting fact about this, this was the first song ever recorded by Steely Dan. Wow, they... They started off with some really dark stuff. And for, for a great group, <laughs> yeah, they, they started off pretty dark. <laughs> but I want to talk about movies. Can we talk about movies? I love this episode because I get to hear you two, Dan and Chris, get on each other about stuff. It's poor CGI. Oh, dear Lord. Speaking of poor CGI, did you guys see the Venom trailer today? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Oh, Lord. It looks rough. Really? Because after the first trailer, I went, I don't know about this. The second trailer got me, kind of got me excited about it. I know, I agree. This, the CGI looked kind of rough in places, but the story looks kind of cool. Do you know the one thing that bugs me the most about that trailer? The fact that they keep calling them symbiotes. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm like, come on. I could deal with that, though. I, I And the best parts about the trailer had nothing to do with you know the venom the, any of the action venom it's all hit the interaction between between uh, him and venom that that was the best part of the trailer and then when the head comes up at the very end of the trailer i was like ooh that looks really bad but they've got time to fix that so. yeah they've got what six six months before it's released so but how hard is it to do venom man it's impossible to do venom without without spidey well that's what i don't understand yet either well they you haven't seen uh, a spider logo on his chest though so Oh, that's true. They may be doing it without his interaction with Spider-Man at all. And is that is that not uh who's making that movie? Is that Sony is Sony making that or Sony. Sony. And is Sony the one that owns Spider-Man? Now it's a joint venture with Marvel Studios. So but, but yeah. they would probably still have to get the approval of Marvel before using Spider-Man in there potentially. I don't know. That whole contract is all convoluted now since they did Homecoming. And now that Spidey's in the Avengers, I don't know. It's weird. Well, uh, the, the story doesn't make any sense to me because I've read the Venom comics. I know how that runs. So it's going to be a tough sell for me. I don't know either, but I, I do find it interesting that there are multiple symbiotes, though. So it's like, you know, you can kind of think of that Carnage is in the background. You know, you got yep. all kinds of different avenues they can take that story. Oh, guaranteed. I was telling my son tonight after we watched it, it said, guaranteed one of those guys that they tested on is going to end up being Carnage later on. Probably. Oh, that's, yeah. And that's a very big thing back to like uh, the Hulk when they had the original, was it the Ang Lee Hulk when they had the two Hulks? You've probably seen it the same thing. That's a good point. Well, if they do that as Carnage, I'm going to be really disappointed because that's not how Cletus Cassidy became Carnage. They're going to take some liberties with all of this because it's just, we, you can't go all the way back to Secret Wars and Spidey getting the symbiote I costume know. and bringing it to the, you know, bring it to Marvel uh, Earth. Uh, so they're definitely taking some liberties. You're taking away Toys R Us. Now you're taking away Spider-Man and Venom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Our childhoods are ruined. I'm crushed. All right, gentlemen, are you ready to get uh, started with this episode? Again, everybody, these are 15 movies that we picked that we want to talk about. I know after every one of these people go, why didn't you talk about this particular movie? It's because Tony basically presented us a list with all the movies. We kind of voted on the ones we'd like to talk about. And... We don't have a typical three-hour show like Dan does, so we try to condense it down to maybe you know, 14, 15 movies, and that's what we got. And plus, we were looking only for nationwide releases, because there's a lot of good, limited-run movies out well, there. Well, you saw how long, how long it took us just to get through the intro. Forget about how long it would take us to oh, get God. through 20 to 25 movies. Well, the first one on the list should be real simple and real quick, because we all know what the answer is going to be there. Here we go. For the first time ever, we're going to be talking about a movie that doesn't even come out in May. Now it seems like summer movie starts even earlier, and that's going to be April 27th, which is right before this episode drops, when we have The Avengers Infinity War. And I've got this nice little blurb here, but don't need to read it because everybody knows what this is. This is from directors Anthony Russo and Joe Russo. This has been 10 years in the making, gentlemen. All right, can we go to the second one? <laughs> go on the second one. <laughs> well, next year, see that since summer starts so early every year, next year this this show will be in February next year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll have to start scheduling it in February. Don't get me started again. Okay, so let's let's go. <laughs> Chris Kirkman, tell us, is this going to be a screening, a streaming, or steaming for you? Oh well, the screening. We actually have tickets for Thursday night. Yes, so. we do, baby. Thursday <laughs> night. First night. Can't wait. And we got it. I don't normally do 3D either, but uh, this time we got this huge 75 foot screen. This at Frank's Theater. It's in 3D. I'm like, figured. Okay, fine. Uh, also, the the non 3D showings are really limited, so we're like, ah, we'll just splurge and go see this in 3D. We're, we're not seeing it at like 1 a.m. or no, it's 11 o'clock. All right, that's that's bad. Enough. It's not too bad. I am also screening. I cannot wait. Unfortunately, uh, I'm going to be very predictable this year. I think I think almost everything I'm going to say is screening for because I I just like so many movies and a lot of these are just really good movies. But we'll we'll get into those later. But I'm screening. All right, Marty. Yeah, I already got tickets for the seven o'clock showing on Thursday. I've been waiting for this ever since at the end of Iron Man one when he talked about uh, the Avengers Initiative. Uh, with uh, Nick Fury. So, oh yeah, I'm for sure going to be there. And I'm excited about the directors, uh, Russo and Russo, who did Winter Soldier, which might actually be my favorite uh, Marvel movie. Everybody's entitled to be wrong. So it's okay. <laughs> but it's his okay, opinion. All right, it's just okay. uh, quick. What, what's y'all's favorite Marvel movie so far? Ooh, it's, it's close because the first Iron Man is very, very hard to beat because it was yeah. really, really good. I, I really like the first Guardians, though. I think that might be... It's just... It's just kooky and just serious enough in, in the same instance uh, and just they managed to pull it off and I would could not think that they could pull it off. So I, I, I'll probably say one of the, either Guardians or Iron Man. I It's a tough one for me, but I think I'm going to pick Civil War. I just think that the Captain America series is excellent. I think Winter Soldier comes real close and it, it's a, a very different type of movie for the Marvel Universe. But I just love the energy of Civil War and the fact Spidey shows up and we got Ant-Man in the mix turning into Giant Man. It's just It's just a... A fun movie, but also has a heavy consequence of what happened in the next Avengers. So it's sort of like Avengers 2.5, which is what I really love. That's certainly the best 20 minutes of any of the of Marvel films. Oh, the airport fight? Yeah, that airport scene is the, is the best of every every one of them. Tony, what's yours? Uh, I would go with Captain America, the CGI. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> 
for those of you who don't know, that's one of the contentious points that Dan and Chris like to oh, argue back Lord. and forth. <laughs> and you got to see it now. It every it's like every year it looks worse and worse when I see it because they throw it on TV all the time. Hit that body on Chris Evans. Come on, for the time it was amazing, and then they reused it when they went and did uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War. Marty, I said Iron Man. Marty, what's yours? Oh uh, well, I said mine's Winter Soldier. But Dan, I'm with you. Uh, right up there is Winter Soldier, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Thor, Ragnarok, and the, the First Avengers. Those are my top five, and that can the order can change anytime. All right. So the harder question is, what is your least favorite? And we're saying in a Marvel Cinematic Universe, you can't you can't say that any of the Fantastic Fours. It's either it's a tie between Iron Man three and the second Thor movie. Hey, Amen. That's that's me. I, I think I'm going to have to say the second Thor movie as well. Uh, Iron Man 2 was pretty bad too, though. I wasn't that bad. I liked it. I thought Iron Man 2 had its moments. At least War Machine shows up. Yeah, true. I was not impressed with Thor 2. The, the ones y'all said, so we all, all hate them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get back to where we're at. Um, so for me, it's going to be screening. I'm not opening night. So I'll catch it later, but I will definitely see it at the theater. Wait, are you saying your co-host did not make sure that he had a ticket for you? He takes care of his family. <laughs> your son's not coming down from NC State, is he, to watch it with you? No, no, no. It's it's my other. It's it's yeah. It's my wife, my two sons, and myself. Are going. Right. So those 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 theater rows they're pretty long. You got room for five. That's true. He wouldn't drive all the way to my house. He he's now lives on the other side of the world. So <laughs> it sounds like us actually. Yeah, not that there's a theater right in the middle between us, but uh, that's okay. He has to go to a special one. It's the one that doesn't sell out. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's what me and that's what me and Kirkman do too. We have we have our secret theater that we go to. That was across the board. That was an easy one. Friday, May 11th, we have Breaking In. A woman fights to protect her family during a home invasion. I like the tagline of the movie. It says, "Payback is a mother." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, streaming on this one gabrielle union as a badass i kind of like that and uh you don't mess with a mama and you know mama bear and it looks really good like a lot of these movies when i looked at the premise and i and i wanted to think about whether i would like the premise or not i was like eh. and then as the trailer went on i was like oh yeah i gotta see this one so i'll say uh streaming because i'm not gonna go see it in the theater but this will be a i'll go with a streaming yeah i'm gonna say uh streaming too and uh, uh dan like you is like the, the the trailer caught me off guard it's a nice twist of you're, you're used to this like uh there's a family inside of a house and somebody's trying to break in the sweet twist is is this family goes to a house and it's like this heavy secure home that's hard to break into the mom goes outside and the bad guys come in and lock her out so the whole gist of the movie is her trying to get back into the house that's heavily secured to save her kids. Love the twist. I won't see it in the movie theaters, but definitely worth a stream. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. It's streaming for me. Uh, I don't think that I'll need to go see it in the theater. I'm going to be busy that weekend anyway. So uh, I'll be back doing Camp Sleepy Hollow with Matt Riddle and Ben Pinchback. So, but but I, I do think it looks, I love the twist. It looks really amazing and, and the action looks like it's going to be good. I love those types of claustrophobic films, mm-hmm. but it's the opposite of it now. And all the, now the people who are inside, they're just trying to keep her out. And I, I want to see what happens, how she gets, she manages to pull it off and get in the, in the, uh, uh, inside the house. Oh, I remember, I remember what it reminds me of. Remember the, was it Safe Room with Jodie Foster? Yeah. So it's like the was opposite it Safe Room or Panic Room? Panic Room, my bad. Yes, Panic Room. All right, and for me, I'm going to make it a um, four-way here. I will also stream it. I mean, it looks intense, 
but I don't need to go see it at theater. Next, let me give you a little premise here before I read the synopsis here. All the synopsis that I have, uh, I'm going to have uh, for this episode come directly from IMDb, okay? So here's the IMDb <laughs> tag for the next movie. After surviving a near-fatal bovine attack, a disfigured cafeteria chef, Wade Wilson, struggles to fulfill his dream of becoming Mayberry's hottest bartender while also <laughs> learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. Searching to regain his spice for life as well as a flux capacitor, Wade must battle ninjas, the Yakuza, and a pack of sexually aggressive canines as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of family, friendship, and flavor, finding a new taste for adventure and earning the coveted coffee mug title of World's Best Lover, Gentlemen, Deadpool 2. Wow. They're even trolling IMDb now. I love it. <laughs> are, are you ready for the bleeps so that we can we can do a proper Deadpool talk? We can talk about <laughs> Deadpool right. the right way. <laughs> so, Marty, what are you going to do? Thursday night. Um, I've already, uh, just said I'm taking myself and my son, uh, my wife, Vanessa says, I do not want to know that you're taking my son to see this movie. <laughs> so <laughs> do not tell me that you're doing that. But, uh, I tell you, I don't know if y'all have seen the latest trailer. Um, I, I fell on the floor. I was laughing so hard at, if you haven't seen it yet, just remember the name Peter. I did see that one. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. one made me laugh. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep myself away from watching too many trailers anymore because so many things get get ruined. And there's been so many Deadpool trailers. And with, with the way they screw with people, that half that stuff might not even be in a movie. The way that would be just so very Deadpool to like have a completely different story than anything they have in a trailer. Yeah, I, I'll for sure be a, a screening that one. Ryan Reynolds loves this role and like lives it constantly. And I just think that's hilarious. Ryan Reynolds might be higher up on my man crush list than The Rock. Love Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> that guy's great. You are dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe. Okay, so Marty, since Vanessa's not going, can I be your date? Uh, of course you can. Okay, because I have it as a screen. I mean, a streaming because mm. I know no one would. Uh, Donna would never go with me. Okay, a lonely man watching Deadpool. <laughs> I, there's just something wrong. It's like the name of this episode we got going on here. Okay. <laughs> no, that's Marty because he's. How old's your youngest son now? My youngest, uh, my youngest is fifteen, but it's Travis, my eighteen-year-old. Oh, okay. I thought you were bringing your fifteen-year-old with you to. No, eighteen-year-old. All right. So if I can get a date, I'm going to go to the movie. If I can't, then I'll be definitely uh, streaming it. Well, you got to remember. So the the criteria again. So this is kind of part of the criteria is remember money notwithstanding and time notwithstanding has nothing to do with if if you had unlimited time and unlimited money, would you screen? all of these, you know, these movies, or would you yeah. just not bother? So, I mean, this, this to me would, would say that you would say that it was screening. Yeah. Screening. Limited time. And what about you? I'm screening this man. I saw the first Deadpool in, in the theater with my wife and I laughed almost the whole entire movie. There were times where the movie, the theater was silent and I was chuckling and I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. Cause that's how deep there, there are things in, in, in Deadpool. I mean, it's just, oh, it's hilarious. Like I said, I mean, Ryan Reynolds can, he, he could, he could, Film him sipping coffee, and I'd probably laugh at him. He's just one of those dudes. One hundred percent screening this one. Yeah, I got to. Uh, I I I love the first one. I actually got advanced tickets to the first one. Got to see it. I think two weeks before release, and I have watched the movie probably like fifteen times since then. Just on you know having it on iTunes and everything else. So I can't wait for this one. 
I think that Ryan Reynolds, I mean, he's pushed for this role for so long, and he wants to get it out now. Talk to me again when there's a Deadpool 3. They might go to the whale one too many times if they go to it again after this one. I see what you did there. Yeah, you get it? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, definitely screening this one. Next, Friday, May 25th. Solo, a Star Wars story. During an adventure into a dark criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters Lando Calrissian years before joining the Rebellion. From director, and this is important, Ron Howard, who was a latecomer to this movie. There's been a lot of talk about whether or not he really came in to clean up uh, a poop show or if they were just on a time budget and he was just helping them stay to time because there's been more things coming out lately that it wasn't as bad as what originally was made out to be. I mean, either way, I'm on board, dude. I, I don't mean to just jump in and start talking. I just want to talk about like the whole Ron Howard thing might have been premature that people poo-pooed the movie because of that uh but i'm on board man i'm gonna i'll just throw my sorry tony i'm just gonna jump in here and yeah, say please do man please i do. am i am screening the heck out of this chris this is gonna be another thursday night for us i think really uh, what, <laughs> what if i'm steaming it what if it's steaming to me it's ste- oh. so what is it chris <laughs> it's screening of course what are you talking about <laughs> i would go see it I don't want to. I want to go see it just to see what happens to the Falcon. I don't care what happens to everybody else. The Falcon. I've, I've been studying the Falcon since the first trailer came out. You know, it has a different shape. It's got that whatever people were calling. It's either going to be an escape pod or a shuttle in the front where the mandibles were. Uh, the the different blast coverings come off. I want to see how this thing gets battle damaged and goes from pristine when it's in Lando's hands to Han Solo tearing the crap out of it and becoming the biggest hunk of junk in the galaxy. That's my Solo story. You could have just called it Falcon, a Star Wars story. <laughs> And I would go see it. I must admit, when the first trailer that I saw just didn't grab me at all. I wasn't crazy about the actor that was playing him. And it's funny, when I saw the same trailer, I don't know if anybody saw this, when they had the uh, the music, uh, Beastie Boys Sabotage mm-hmm. was the mm-hmm. music for the... It got like better for some reason, but the <laughs> latest trailer kind of really pulled me in. It's like, okay, I, I'm def- I'm, my hopes aren't high for it. I just want to go in and enjoy a good Star Wars movie, so I will for sure be screening it, but I'm not expecting expecting a lot like, say, I did with Rogue One. Rogue One, I had high expectations. With this one, I've lowered them from that. And did you not, you didn't like Rogue One or you did like Rogue One? I loved Rogue One. Excellent. Yeah, excellent movie. You know, it just shows that there's six degrees of sabotage that it makes everything better when you put sabotage in the movie. You you know what I love about the marketing for this, this one is the latest poster that was released and everybody's kind of doing their look off in the distance action pose and stuff like that. And Donald Glover's standing there as Lando looking right at the like camera. <laughs> like it's just so Lando. I know like they nailed that. So I, I love the new poster. Now, Chris, this is what I was going to say about Star Trek. Sabotage even made the last Star Trek. It was the best part oh, of that. Oh, dude, album. that was the best part of that movie. Yeah, without a doubt, the best part of the, part of the movie. Yeah, it was amazing. Tony, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, well, I'm looking at you. What do you mean by sabotage? Sabotaging the ship? No, what? no, the, the Beastie, Beastie Boys. You've never heard the song Sabotage by Beastie Boys? I'm sure I have. I just forgot it. It's who cares? <laughs> oh my God. Somebody Are we us. done here? Yeah. <laughs> See what I gotta deal with every other week, guys? Uh, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the name of the next show, Sabotage. <laughs> it might be, it depends. <laughs> It depends on if it fits into the contest. So for me, I am going to be screening this as well. I'm just so happy there's no Jedis. I'm sure there will be, 
but there's actually going to be a story. I'll predict that there won't be any Jedi in this. I bet you they're going to make it Jedi free. If for your stomach pleasure, Jedi free. There's going to be there's going to be some rumblings of the Jedi. There has to be because at this point in the story, like this is so what what's the time frame here we're so talking it's about? Gonna this be, is, it's between 3 and 4, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's got to be isn't that span. So you're right, there may not be Many Jedi, right, because that's not the folky religions and ancient teachings or whatever. Or, um, right, so they're probably, and that was after, of course, when everything happened and Obi-Wan and, went into hiding. So it's in that span before the rise of, of Vader and, uh, well, Vader was basically the, the lone Jedi uh, out there. And all the rest of the, the good Jedi were just either dead or hiding. So, yeah, you're probably right. There's probably not going to be any kind of Jedi presence unless you hear rumblings of Darth Vader. Right, you might hear rumblings of Darth Vader in it, possibly. So once again, we've got a story. Mm-hmm. Okay, versus some other ones. Well, we hope we have a story because <laughs> they. it depends on whether they try to force feed us every bit of lore about about Han Solo. Like everything that we already know, like how him and Chewie meet, how he gets the death well, to Jabba. doing the Kessel Run and everything too, so... Yeah. And, and they're going to probably have the Kessel run in there. Like if they hand fist too much of that stuff, it's going to be bad. But if some of them, you can hand wave a couple of those things, but focus on a couple and then give us another story to just give us, give us Han and give us Lando. Friday, June 1st, Action Point, a daredevil designs and operates his own theme park with his friends starring Johnny Knoxville. This is one of those two where it's like, I saw the premise for this and I went, okay, this looks dumb. And then I watched the trailer and the whole idea was that Johnny Knoxville, it plays this old guy and he talks about like these flashbacks to when he was younger and had this, um, this theme park. But what's so funny guys, some of the rides in that I rode as a kid. <laughs> I mean, I mean with the, the slide with like the burlap sack and oh, yeah. the, uh, the concrete troughs with the little car that you ride in it. And they make fun of this stuff. It's like, I did that junk. I forgot about how dangerous that stuff oh, yeah. was. I think I have a road rash scar from, from one of those concrete things. Cause those things will tear you up, dude. So what are you going to do with it? Uh, so, so for me, I mean, I was, I'm torn on this. This could be really stupid and bad. I don't watch a lot of Johnny Knoxville movies, but for some reason there's this nostalgia thing of me going to these really crappy parks as a kid. So I'll probably bump it up to at least a stream. I'm going to finally bring us our first steaming to the show. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't help it. I'm not going to sit there and in a theater or waste my money on Redbox or sign up for Netflix. Dude, it's two bucks. Still, that's too. That's too. That's still too high. Okay, I, I need it to be actually something that's going to draw me in and not stupid humor, like Super Troopers Two did recently. Oh my God, get out of my house! Okay, bye. get out of my house. <laughs> Super Troopers. Oh, where, I said that, two. Yeah, well, actually, but you just you actually saw it? No, no, I haven't seen it yet. But but those guys, they can do no wrong in my mind. The broken lizard guys. Tony, did you see Super Troopers One? No. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh my god. Oh my it's gosh, so you can't talk. Get out of here. Shenanigans. Talk. Get out right meow. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> this brings the reason why I'm bringing this up. Over over at the um, RDTN Guild on BGG, we're doing a fantasy movie league on FLM, and I'm losing bad. There, there's oh, it's ridiculous. But but the guy who won this past week. He had, what was it, A Quiet Place at his cinema plus seven showings of Super Trooper 2. 
and he maxed out the amount of return. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, because it was it did better than me I expected. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and as he said on the thing, it was stupid humor and everybody loves stupid humor. Case in point, Dan, your turn. Yes. And let me tell you right now, I love stupid humor. And well, Chris, you, you mentioned a quiet place. Now, Chris has got a, I don't know if you want to tell your get off my lawn story because that was my get, oh my, where I'm getting too old to go to the freaking theater yes, story. You are. You definitely Dude, are. Uh, no, <laughs> a quiet place, unless you go to see it in the theater, you don't know what you're talking about because the, when I went to see it, it is, it's an amazing film. But if you mm-hmm. see it, n- nobody has any self awareness. Everybody, like the people in front of me, had individually wrapped candies. Oh, that they were like it was like <laughs> through half the movie. There was a, and the worst part was three rows back. You know when you take a snapshot or a selfie and you hear the from the camera app. Yeah, somebody three rows back behind us was taking camera shots for like the first ten minutes of the movie. I'm like. What are they even doing? Are they taking screenshots of the film? Are they taking selfies saying, hey, I'm watching The Quiet Place? How do you not? Are, how are you not self-aware enough that you've got the sound turned on? I think that's the whole point of like the beauty of that movie is that they purposely do that so that that's the part of the experience of going to that movie. Like you, you have no idea how you can hear so many things. It is definitely an experience to, to see it in the theater. I'm glad that I saw it, but at the same time, it, it really gets, it gets under your skin. It just, it just does. All right. Meow. I want to get back to the, uh, the other movie that we were talking about. (laughs) Yeah. I I want to get back to, uh, what was action point? All right. So my gosh. So Johnny Knoxville, I don't know what it is about him, but he's such a likable dude. He's kind of shed a little bit of that persona. The, the jackass persona a little bit. I mean, but he'll always be that. Like he just, he'll still have some of that, but he's a likable dude there. Uh, the trailer was great because it had uh, ready, steady, go. I don't know. Do either one of you guys, any of you three know a movie that had ready, steady, go in it? Huh? Do you, have you ever seen empire records? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Empire records is one of, and that's just, I just, it has that same whimsy feel like empire records, especially when you, you have that, uh, the song going on. It reminds me of like, uh, almost, in, in a weird way, like a meatballs vibe to it. And in, in a movie, he get, he says free beer. you got to go to that. <laughs> I guess you're going to the movie? No, I'm going to stream it. Okay. Because <laughs> I can't go to the theater and, and you know have free beer. I have to have free beer at my own house and watch that. But it's 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 dumb enough that, that I'll watch it at. I'll, I'll stream it. All right. So, Chris, is this our first mention of Jamison? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> this is my quintessential once a pod, once a lead time on these podcasts where I say this is the Jamison night and I'm going to have a blast with this one. <laughs> but, but I will say, having said that, you are talking to the one person who has seen the three Jackass films in the theater. <laughs> so, you're the one. I'm the one. Yes, I'm the one. No, I loved Jackass. It's my guilty pleasure. I loved uh, Bad Grandpa. Uh, oh. And I like Johnny Knoxville and what they're trying to do to extend the life of kind of the stuff that Chris Pontius is in it. And, you know, they're doing all their own stunts and stuff. And I'm like, this is going to be, this is going to be, I'm going to settle in, bottle of Jameson, get comfy on the couch, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be hilarious. So, so stream, but I am tempted to screen it. Friday, June 8th, Ocean's 8. Debbie Ocean gathers a crew to attempt an impossible heist as New York City's yearly Met Gala. The film is an all-star spinoff of Steven Soderbergh's The Ocean's Trilogy. It stars Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Mindy Kaling, Sarah Paulson, Aquafina, Rihanna, and Helena Bottom Carter. I think it's Helena. <laughs> is it Helena? It's Helena, yes. But that's okay. How, wait a minute, how do you pronounce the, the uh, capital? 
Montana. Helena. Oh, Helena. Helena. I thought it was Helena. Helena. I don't know. We'll have to okay. Ask. Hey, look, I can't. I can't get through one of these episodes without screwing up one name. At least I got Aquafina. <laughs> I think that's impressive. <laughs> Getting Aquafina yeah. is impressive. All right, Chris. Are you are you going to the theater? <laughs> no. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> What do you mean? No. I mean, come on. It's uh, a date night. Come on. A date night. No, thank you. I said I love everybody in the movie. I'm not it's not a steaming to me. I'll stream it, but there's no way I'm going to the movies to see this. I mean, this I didn't I didn't go to the movies. Well, I think I went to see the first Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. But then after that, I just kind of streamed all of them too. And they're fun. They're guilty pleasures. And and this one, you know, the, the cast seems like they're having a good time with it. The the trailer looks like they're having a lot of fun with it, but there's no freaking way I'm going to pay to go to the theater to see this. Marty, I know you're going to go with me, right? Uh, yeah. So for me, I, I love heist movies. I love the, the oceans trilogy. The second one, not so much for the first and third were great. I love Steven Soderbergh's Logan Lucky from last year. And if you haven't seen Logan Lucky, highly recommend it, especially since it was shot in Charlotte. And if you want to see Adam Driver in a role, like you've never seen him before. Yes. That movie is highly underrated. I agree. It's high, that's why I said it because yep. people probably. I've, why would I watch that? It's, it's definitely and, worth and watching. It's, so it's, anyway. it's an oceans. It's an oceans movie for sure. Oh, it's, it's a heist movie. But that's what concerns me about this movie. Steven Soderbergh is executive producing, but he's not directing, and the writers from the Oceans trilogy are not involved in this either. So that kind of scares me a little bit. It's kind of like when uh, the Ghostbusters came out a couple years ago, and nobody associated with the original Ghostbusters were part of it. That was a red flag for me. I love all these uh, actresses, and I think they're going to do a fantastic job. But because of that, I'm definitely going to stream it, uh, but I'm not going to go to the, the theater and watch it. I just hope it's a good heist movie because I appreciate those. So stream for me. I actually thought you said screening, but you said streaming. I'm going to actually screen it. So there's a few different things. I have the same red flags that you do, Marty, where I wonder because Soderbergh, although he has his hands on it, does he have his hands on it enough for it to mm-hmm. truly be an Oceans movie? And that scares me. However... There's a lot of really good people in it. All those women are great. They look like they have some great chemistry. This is one of these movies that uh, it's sentimental value because my wife and I have seen every single one of these in a theater. All three of the Oceans movies we've seen in a theater. Uh, And again, the second one is pretty bad, but it was enjoyable at the time. It just didn't have that same feel. And then when the third- third I guess we already have our answer for for Mamma Mia then. Yes, we do. (laughs) Well, you you didn't even have to worry about that. Just wait till we get to that. Okay. I'm going to screen this because I think uh, I actually think it'll be good. I, I think we'll enjoy it. So my wife and I will we'll enjoy uh, going to see it. Uh, for me, I think it's going to be a streaming. It might be, depends on when IELTS is out around and what have we seen that we go to it. But if I wanted to, I would go definitely stream it into the house, sit down, watch it, enjoy it. Or would I rather watch, oh, I don't know, Miss Congeniality or Devil Wears Prada? I'm just trying to think here which would be better miss congeniality is better okay yeah. there you go <laughs> yeah so for me it's streaming definitely friday june 15th after a long wait we get the incredibles to bob parr mr incredible is left to care for jack jack while ellen which is elastigirl is out saving the world is that it can't build that up anymore <laughs> well that's all that imdb has i don't know why i guess they did they knew they didn't have to sell it very much you, well, you don't. I'm going first. This this will be my Thursday. This one I will be seeing as soon as I can. I love The Incredibles. The first one, Craig T. Nelson, is amazing. I don't know how many times I quote The Incredibles. I have been waiting a long time for this movie. I will be at the theaters. I will be watching this. This will probably be one that I would even go back and watch just because I will enjoy it so much because if Rebecca comes back, I'll go see it with her, take Donna, Chris, 
you come down, see it with me. Dan, come on, let's go. Let's everybody. Incredibles 2 is the movie. If you've got enough room for the rest of my family. Uh, sure, whatever. My, my daughter for the last, <laughs> I'm not even kidding, for like the last five years, every year she's like, when is Incredibles 2 coming out? When is Incredibles 2 coming out? Every single year. She even at the beginning of this year said the same thing to me. I said, I told you it's coming out this summer. So we'll be there. Okay. I'll be screening it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This this is going to be incredible. I can't wait to go see. This is one of, for the longest time, uh, this was one of the best superhero movies ever made, especially before all the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff came out. Uh, it was, and, and not only that, it was also like one of the best kind of spy thriller-esque type of movies that came out. Like the aesthetic for it, the soundtrack for it, the 60s aesthetic that was going on with this with this whole thing. Still the best Pixar movie that's ever been released, in my personal opinion. 100% agreement. Mm. I don't know. It's a tough one because Pixar puts out great stuff. Yeah. Now, if we're talking about, oh, we can't get into all this conversation. It's way too much of a, 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 a tangent and we're going <laughs> to roll down some big rabbit hole here. But no, no, no. This is fantastic. Well, those are called squirrels in this show, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes. Squirrel. Let me chase a squirrel. I do think, in my personal opinion, I, I think it's the best Pixar movie that's that's been put out, and this one it looks great. So, I, yeah, screen. Yeah, and for me, it's a it's a screen too. I mean, this is this is absolutely no brainer. Uh, director and writer Brad Bird is back for this. So again, it's one of the first things I look for. I want to make sure he's associated with it. And I'm coming to find out that when a person writes and directs his own film, it tends to be potentially a lot better film. And we, we mentioned our, an example of that earlier, a quiet place was the first time, um, John, I'm going to get screwed up his last name, Krasinski. I think that's yep. right. From, from the office. He helped write and direct that movie. It was incredible. Uh, last week we watched get out who was written and directed by Jordan Peele. Incredible. So when a movie is written, directed by the same guy, it's like he gets it the way he wants it to be. And I think this is exactly what Brad's going to, going to want. And, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes in our pick tonight uh, mm-hmm. for our, our pool because uh, this is going to be going in the first round for sure. I'm just curious where it's, <laughs> it's going to be. It's just a matter of where. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And just remember, gentlemen, when everyone's super, no one is. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, John Ratzenberger is back as well. He's in every Pixar film. Of course. It's going to be a shame when he dies. Oh, Way to bring it down, Marty. Man, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Is he dead yet? No, he's not dead yet. No, nope, he's just started the clock on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a Deadpool somewhere. A Deadpool, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Um, okay. Also coming out the same weekend, Tag. A small group of former classmates organize an elaborate annual game of Tag that requires some travel, uh, some to travel all over the country. This stars Ed Helms, Jeremy Reiner, John Hamm, Hannibal Burris. Oh man. Oh man, this <laughs> this is about the dumbest premise in the world. But it's a true story. But I know. But some, yeah. Well, yeah, because true people, true stories are tend tend to be dumb. I mean, most, a lot of things like this are just stupid things. But somehow, because of the cast and the writing, the trailer got me to want to see it. I don't know why. I, I guess I'm going to have to stream it because. I am not wasting time sitting in a theater watching this <laughs> this piece of garbage. I mean, it, it's the closest thing to steaming. You know what? I'm steaming it. I'm steaming oh, it. I'm steaming it. Even those wow. people can't get me to watch a, a game of tag on TV, on a, on a big screen. Marty? I, I thought this was kind of silly. And I started watching it and like, oh man, this is a bromance. And I was getting like all choked up. I was like, why am I getting choked up over a bromance movie? It's supposed to be a comedy. 
But for some reason, it just, I don't know, it just kind of hit home. Just a bunch of guys getting together and having a great time. So I'm not going to go see it in the theater, but I'm definitely interested uh, seeing it at home. So I'll definitely will stream it. And Tony, you mentioned this was based on a true story. This was kind of interesting. Uh, it was about a group of friends that was profiled in the Wall Street Journal in January of 2013, after which the group began receiving offers to adapt their story into a movie. They sold the rights to the story the next month, and it was initially developed with Will Ferrell and Jack uh, Black in mind. However, both would leave the project. And while this, and another little fun fact, while this movie was being filmed, Jeremy Rayner fractured his right elbow and his left wrist during filming. Wow. Did they say how much they sold it for? Uh, it, it did not. I mean, because me and Chris got a lot of stupid true stories that we could sell for a lot of money. <laughs> and they could be just as bad in the theater. Yep, they could. <laughs> right. So, uh, Chris, your tag. Tag, I'm it. This looks like a total train wreck. I just. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> it does. I was watching. I don't remember. We went to see, or maybe it was on before The Quiet Place. Anyway, one of the last movies I went to see, this trailer was on before the movie. And I, I was trying to figure out what is this movie? Like, the tone of the trailer was weird. And then all of a sudden, there was that exchange in the head of Jake and you know they're trying to get Jerry and I'm like this is the dumbest thing I'm sure that it'll be fun for somebody but in my opinion I think this is a steaming you're probably just waiting for like something else to be like oh uh welcome to the New Jersey Tourism Board you know you're waiting for something like that at the end of that trailer (laughs) it's like surely this isn't a movie yeah it was just weird it's just a weird weird premise weird trailer Watch it make like a bajillion dollars. I don't know. Well, you can draft it then. No, thank you. But keep in mind on this movie, I think everybody's losing fact that it's not they're playing tag the entire year. It's just like a special weekend or something. That's what I think it was got, the the whole month of May every year or something like that is is what I think the trailer said. I mean, it'd be like uh, getting together and like tag, you're it, and then trying to uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to stream it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to convince myself to go to a movie. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to, yeah. to do that. But I will. But I will stream it for sure. Well, here maybe you want to save your money for the next weekend because on Friday, June twenty second, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom comes out. When the island's dormant volcano begins roaring to life, Owen and Claire mount a campaign to rescue the remaining dinosaurs from this extinction level event, starring Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Jeff Goldblum. Isn't he dead yet? <laughs> wonder what the deadpool is for jeff goldblum good lord chris what do you think oh i'm screening the heck out of this thing i went to see the first one i loved it and it won me it won me the draft that year it was so good oh that's right yep and then so uh this year this one looks cool i mean what's more exciting than dinosaurs running from dinosaurs while a volcano is exploding i mean there you go does anybody want to insert fireball island how, how was that demo Oh, it was a blast. I've played it three times now, and I just, I've I had a great time playing. I played uh, at PAX East with four players. A couple of different rules now have been tweaked. I played it with uh, two players, and then we did the video for four players, and I'm having a blast with it. It's just a ton of fun. They've done a lot of good work on the game. They're still tweaking. I've given some feedback as far as playtest has been going through with it, and uh, each iteration is getting better and better. And I've got to play with all the expansion material, too, which is just amazing. There's so much stuff that they put in the game. Which was your favorite expansion? I like the Crimson Cutlass, uh, the, the, the pirate ship, the wrecked pirate ship that sits out in front. It's just 
it looks it's as impressive as the island itself and i mean all of it's fun the, the, the crouching tiger hidden bees thing is fun too because you get to do the little crouching tiger i'm really good at it so you <laughs> you press down on the tiger and it jumps up and it can leap on somebody and i made it leap onto a fireball and create a fireball into somebody at one point it was just wow it's a blast marty that sounds like a dexterity thing you gonna like that Shut up. <laughs> I'm okay with dexterity. I don't know where that myth started. So what do you think about Jurassic, Marty? You going? Oh, yeah. For sure, I'll be going to see this. I like Chris Pratt and pretty much anything. The only thing about this that kind of rubbed me a little bit wrong, my least favorite Jurassic movie of all was the one where they went back to the city and the dinosaur got loose. The Lost World. That's the second one. Yeah. And, and to me, that has that feel. I don't know why. I just It seemed... I don't know. I'm sure it's probably going to be better than that. But anyway, that's my only thing is like, oh, okay, great. They're going to bring it back to the city. and It's going to escape into a neighborhood and blah, blah, blah. But it looks like there's this little thing going on between uh, Chris Pratt and uh, Blue, one of the uh, the raptors. Like, it, you know, he saves him and then, you know, the raptor's like his pet and he helps him out. But anyway, oh, yeah, I'll for sure be there. See, that right there is what's throwing me off on this movie. I just, a dinosaur is your pet. I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, okay, fine. I'll be at the theater, but I'm almost tired of that really he's gonna reach his hand out there like you do a dog i mean a dog you know you put your back of the hand up to a dog and all of a sudden it can't bite you i think the jurassic dinosaur is going to take your hand off i just don't see it there yeah but it's that's blue yeah. man that's that's <laughs> his boy blue it's our boy blue you're my boy <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah i'll go to the theater i'm gonna see it fine but i'm still i'm this is it it's done i won't see any more jurassic Oh, you'll see at least one more. Oh, you'll see another. Yeah, I will oh. see at least one more. <laughs> I am. Oh, yes, your turn now. You think it's your turn? I think I'm, I'm the only one that has a gun. I think, right? Yeah, you're right. right so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm actually going to buck the trend a little bit here. I'm going to say oh. uh, streaming because I I may still see it in a theater, but I want to put this. I'm going to label this as a streaming. I can't believe you right now. Any, no, I don't know. No, 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 no. You, you will. St- Green Transformers crap, but you won't go see <laughs> Jurassic World. <What> is, <laughs> give me, it's, give me not, a break. it's objectively the worst Jurassic Park movie was made was the second one. And what did they do in the second one? They had all the dinosaurs going into suburbia and they're doing that in this one. It looks almost exactly like what happens in that other one. It's going to be, I don't want to see blue in a girl, little girl's room. I want to see an island of dinosaurs just running around and you got to figure out what the hell's going on i don't want to see it in suburbia and that's what this looks like i think it's going to be awful heck i may draft it because it's going to make a gazillion dollars <laughs> but i don't want to see it i don't i mean i, I mean it's going to be a spectacle so i may see it but there's probably 10 other movies this summer that i want to see before i see this but yeah mm. going into an urban bothers you but petting a dinosaur doesn't no because that's his boy blue he's got a connection <laughs> we're here man we're here we got blue blue you're my boy Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. Uh, Tony, do you know the movie? Old school, no. You haven't seen old school? Oh, it's great. I don't understand how Meow missed all these movies. <laughs> <laughs> have you not, have you not understood? You go see your movies. I go see my movies. I'm going to go You know see what Ocean it is, Zane. right, guys? What? Well, know what? It's shenanigans. That's what it is. It is shenanigans. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Y- y'all keep going back and forth about movies I don't know. Yeah, keep going. You going to throw your Napoleon Dynamite in here, Jerry Seinfeld? Go for it. Have you not seen Napoleon Dynamite? Unfortunately. Oh, that movie. Oh, see, I, ju- oh, I just can't. Wow. 
Gosh. All right. I'm, I'm, I got to keep going or I'm going to get uh, upset. Uh, Friday, July 6th, Ant-Man and the Wasp. As Scott Lang, played by Paul Rudd, balances being both a superhero and a father, Hope Van Dyne, Evangeline Lilly, and Dr. Hank Pam, played by Michael Douglas, present an urgent new mission that finds the Ant-Man fighting alongside the Wasp to uncover secrets from their past. I enjoyed the first one, so I will definitely go to the movies and see this one. I don't know why the story just spoke to me. I, I just enjoyed what Paul Rudd did with the character, how he was inept, how he couldn't handle his new abilities. I liked how, what Michael Douglas did. I thought he was great as Hank. So for me, I am definitely going to go see the movie in the theater. Not going to be 3D or anything like that because I don't pay the extra dollars, but I will definitely screen this one. Marty? Uh, yeah, for sure. Screen. Uh, Marvel hasn't let me down yet. Like DC? Uh, Oh, dear God. Here we go. I mean, so until they do, I'll be in the theater watching every single one of their movies. I'm for sure there. We just talked about Thor, too. But it didn't necessarily let you down, though. It wasn't your favorite, but it didn't necessarily let you down. Yeah, that's right. I'm still glad I saw it in the theater, but that was still not enough to keep me from ever going to see another Marvel movie. Until they make several duds in a row, I'll be there. I'm not going to say like DC. Oh, I'm waiting for it. (laughs) He's tossing it up to you. He was waiting. (laughs) Chris? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 100%. I loved the Ant-Man. I thought that what they did with that movie, it was one of those understated type of movies that was just a joy to watch. Uh, I love Paul Rudd and everybody in the whole, just everything about it. I loved, what I loved most about that movie was how they tied in the original Ant-Man of Hank Pym as a secret agent during the 60s. And, you know, Janet Van Dyne, the original Wasp going into the the, uh, molecular realm, uh, the quantum realm, and of course, that's probably going to play a big uh, role in this one as well. I I can't wait. This is gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun. When I first saw uh, Ant Man, I was I wouldn't say completely underwhelmed. I was a little underwhelmed, but then I watched it again and I fell in love with it because Paul Rudd is another likable dude. He's only like what he's Chris. I, Chris loves when I say this. He he looks like he's he's only about five foot. He's just nitty bitty. He's not a big dude, <laughs> but he is the Ant Man, and he's a very likable guy. He's very good with the shenanigans out there. And I think he plays a perfect Scott Lang. And I think Douglas has a good Hank Pym. I like everybody's as their character in, in this little mini franchise inside a franchise, we'll call it. But uh, man, I'm, I'm going to be there screening this because this is one of those likable things. I mean, I'm surprised nobody said Ant-Man was their favorite or Doctor Strange was their favorite in the Marvel Universe. But this was a really good, this is a good set of characters here. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this one. Have y'all ever seen uh, when Paul Rudd comes on conan o'brien yes when he plays mac and me yes <laughs> yes every time he comes on to promote a movie he shows the same clip from mac and me and he's been doing it for like what 10 to 15, 10, 15 times? years it's ridiculous yeah every time and colton every time believes that he's really going to show a clip and no it's the same one it's awesome <laughs> it's just one of those uh, great running gags <laughs> okay friday july 13th FBI hostage rescue team leader and U.S. war veteran Will Sawyer, who now assesses security for skyscrapers. On assignment in Hong Kong, he finds the tallest, safest building in the world suddenly ablaze, and he's been framed for it. A wanted man on the run. Will must find those responsible, clear his name, and somehow rescue his family who is trapped inside the building above the fire line starring in this movie skyscraper Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Marty. Oh, this is a steaming pile of poo. I'm going to watch this crap. (laughs) 
<laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, even when I saw the trailer, it's like Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard wannabe, Die Hard wannabe, Die Hard wannabe. No. That's exactly what I wrote on my notes. Die Hard with The Rock. Die Hard with The Rock. That's exactly what it is. But even said, I will, I'm streaming this because not only am I streaming this, I will watch it for the next 20 years when it's on TNT every <laughs> every Christmas for the rest of our lives. Because you know it's going to be. Listen, The Rock is just that guy. He's 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 got the greatest charisma. He delivers the, the great... Every line is perfect. He's just a likable dude. Now he's going to have one leg? Yeah, one. Is he a double amputee? He's, one. He's got one leg in the movie? He's just one-upped John McClane. He just... John McClane, <laughs> exactly. John McClane. He did. No, get out. You're never coming on this show again. You don't one-up John McClane. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you John McClane had to operate with no feet, okay? <laughs> That's right. That's right. You can rock, you walk over glass. Okay, try walking over glass without a foot. He's hopping. <laughs> He's hopping. <in. laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll 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 uh, I'll stream this at least. You'll stream this. Okay, Chris. Oh, but Chris, before you get in this, how many times have you watched uh, San Andreas? Actually, about five times. Oh, I'm with you, gosh. brother. I went to the theater to see it. Yeah, we did too. Yes. Well, he had to contribute to his own draft that year. That's what it was. That's why he saw it in the theater. That movie's fun, okay? It I don't is. care what you say. It is a good time. Uh, that said, I'm not going to go to the movies to see Skyscraper, <laughs> but I will stream the heck out of it. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's probably it's going to be fun and ridiculous too, but yeah, I've got, I got better things to do during mid-July. You going to draft this in a third round, Chris? Probably. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> Come on. Give the man some credit. I mean, he did finish way down last year, but he he'll, he's learned. He's come back. There's no sausage party this year. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> I am going to say streaming for me. I, I want to go see The Rock. I mean, pure action flick. It's going to be fun. I think of San Andreas. Yes, Die Hard. But John McClane, all he did was swing on a fire hose. He didn't jump from a crane Go 10 floors, break through the glass, roll, take off his leg, and kick somebody's butt. Because what you find out is he's got an adamantium leg. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen somebody, it was like uh, some physics dude who basically uh, showed that jump and then showed where he would land, and basically he lands on the sidewalk? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't make that jump. That's it's, it's great. Kind of he doesn't even hit it. like the second floor or anything. Just goes straight no, down. It's like he goes drop straight like a rock. <laughs> I like I like what you did there. I see what you did. Nice. Well done. <laughs> Friday, July 20th. Sophie learns about her mother's past while pregnant. In this sequel, Mamma Mia, here we go again. My, my. Oh, go, go ahead and make fun. I thought you were going to use that voice for the Avengers, too. Like you did the Transformers. Here we go again. Another superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle <laughs> the bad guy. Beat everybody no, I saved, up. I saved that for uh, Transformers stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is this movie on this list? How did this get on here? Because I sure as heck Because Dan's on the podcast. Oh, my god. Listen, Tony likes this just as much as I do. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear it, Marty. I'm sorry. Did you go see The Greatest Showman? Nope. Oh, that's a wrong answer. No, I should, because I've heard it's an incredible movie, but I haven't seen it. I'll, I'll stream it sometime, but I haven't seen it yet. Okay. What about Into the Woods? Nope. Oh, that's another pretty good one. That's the first half of the movie is really good. The second half is garbage. Eh, it's okay. The songs are very like- Why, What does this have to do with Mamma Mia? Here we go They're again. all musicals. Oh. <laughs> so let me tell you this, Marty. So Get out of here. I've got a list of movies here. So- Here's here's a lot of and well they're not all movies they're they're plays so I'm not a big theater guy but things mm-hmm. like Mamma Mia 
Avenue Q, Spamalot, and of course, Wicked. Wicked. Yeah. I mean, these are great, great musical scores. I wouldn't say scores, but the great, great musicals. And they have such, such great. And then, of course, Pitch Perfect, another Pitch musical. Perfect. Oh. oh, my. So you God. have all these great songs. I mean, I'll even tell Alexa to, to put on things from Wicked or, or the Mamma Mia theme song. I mean, a Mamma Mia soundtrack, not the theme song. What, but, what about Lay Miz? No, nah, I'm not a big lame Miz guy. Kurtman, help us out. What are you going to do with this? I'm going to just sit back and watch y'all just spin around like a top. It's just <laughs> awesome to see. Um, I have, I am, I have no compunctions about people enjoying musicals. I have enjoyed many musicals in my day, but I am not one that's going to see come out on a regular basis. I did go to the theater to see Les, see Les Mis. Les, Les Mis kills me. It's sad, but mm. it's an amazing story and an amazing musical. That's an exception. Mamma Mia. Oh, come on, guys. I mean. I don't know if it was if I was if somebody put it put me in a chair and tied me down and made me watch it. Like, okay, fine, I'll watch it. But no, not going not going anywhere near a theater to see this. So that's screen. I'm not screen streaming. Maybe maybe <laughs> I'll put it on. I'll put it on after Action Point. There you go. <laughs> hey Marty, aren't aren't you a musician? Yes. So don't you like musical things? Okay, I, I, I'm not obsessed with ABBA songs. My wife is. She really likes it. I mean, it's not the it's not the musical thing. Like. Uh, I saw La La Land and loved it. It's one of my favorite movies over the past several years. So I like really good musicals. I just have. I actually have to see La La Land. One. I haven't seen that. You ain't missing anything. La La Land's good. You, well, I think we need uh, Vanessa on here. Meow. It's not good. Don't worry. Don't waste your time. Okay. Okay. So what are you going to do, Marty? Him and me? Yeah. Oh, it's steaming. I ain't going to watch oh. this crap. I don't even think Vanessa will watch this crap. <laughs> <laughs> and she loves ABBA. She's listening to ABBA songs all the time on Alexa. I'm, I'm going to have to say because... No, I, I guess I will. I'll stick with screening. I guess I'll probably watch it more on streaming. But I, I think me and Janice might go to watch this. You know, I'm sure it's a fun date movie. Again, yeah. if people want to go see that's that's great. And I do enjoy musicals. And I actually need to see uh, La Mis because I've heard it's it's phenomenal. And I've heard the same thing about uh, Greatest Showman on Earth. I've heard that's really good too. So it's not an anti musical thing. It's just that this one doesn't really particularly. Do you, draw do you not like any of the ones that I mentioned? Do you not like Wicked or 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 like the Mamma Mia musical or or. Spam Sadly, a lot. I've, I've not seen any of those uh, big theater Broadway productions. Oh, you, you do yourself a favor and check those out. They're really good. They're School really, of really, Hard Rock. You know, all joking aside, they're, they're really. I haven't seen a School of Rock uh, theater production, though. No. Okay, I saw that. I need to see Hamilton. You know, it's one of those things I hadn't ever seen either. I heard it's fantastic. Well, it won't be long until we have a movie. Yeah, That's probably true. right. Um, even after all that, this is, this is steaming. Oh, I'm the only one. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? <laughs> you drug all us that? through all that? And it, it's it was even... Cher. Cher was just, was that the one that went too, too far when Cher come off the uh, helicopter? I'm sorry. I watched Cher when I was, what, when Sonny and Cher, five years old? How, <laughs> how, how did she get off the helicopter? I got you, babe. Well, uh, yeah, I know. I got you, babe. <laughs> well, uh, Jeff Goldblum is 65. Wow, really? He was born the same year my dad was born. How old is John Ratzenberger? Ooh, I don't know. I'll come back probably to me. Probably in the seventies. So probably. yeah, that's steaming for me. I'm uh, nothing against musical. I love musicals. Matter of fact, when I have a funny story, I took Donna to see The Greatest Showman. She leans over to me. She goes, "This is a musical." I'm like, "Yes." John Ratzenberger is seventy-one. Wow. He's born a day after me, but a lot way before me. He's April sixth, nineteen forty-seven. I I didn't realize Jeff Goldblum was that old. Wow. Yeah, he was born okay. in fifty-two. Friday, July twenty-seventh. Ethan Hunt. Tom Cruise and his IMF team, along with some familiar allies, race against time after a mission gone wrong in Mission Impossible Fallout. All right. This one is a guilty pleasure of mine. Incredible action scenes. Love Tom Cruise in any of his movies. 
almost all of them. Mission Impossible, I will go see this at the theater. I enjoyed the last one. Don't care about the story. I'm so going to screen this one. Dan? Ooh, I'm somewhere between streaming and steaming because I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I know it's your I, house, but get out. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I just don't care. Like I like all the people in this, but I just the whole Mission Impossible just doesn't do it. Like I think the last one I saw was the first one that Jeremy Renner was in, and I kept waiting for him to be a bad guy. And I was glad that he wasn't, but I just kept waiting for him to be because Jeremy Renner is one of those actors that like he's always the mole, he's always the plant. You know what I mean? He, you know, except when he's Hawkeye. Or mm-hmm. being tagged. But, you know, I just kept waiting for him to be bad. But I, I think I'll go streaming because, I mean, I've missed the last couple, but it's not so bad that I would never want to see it. But it's just, there's going to have to be nothing else on and somebody happens to gift this to me and I'll stream it. All right, Chris, will you go? <laughs> if I, okay, again, we're, we're talking unlimited time, unlimited money, screening. I love the Mission Impossible series. And uh, this one looks interesting to me. And there, there was a, there's a clip. Uh, Tom Cruise, man, I don't know how he did, but he does all his own stunts too. And he, it, he was a clip. I don't know if y'all have seen it or not, but he jumps and tries to, and actually lands on this ledge, like over this chest, uh, and has to pull himself up and then run across a building top. Mm-hmm. And the way he lands, he gets his foot caught, and it actually, you can see it just snap. Like just right in half almost. And he still climbs up the wall and runs past the camera. And they had to stop filming for like six months because of the way he you broke his foot and everything. But it was just crazy. The, the stunt that he did that. One of the reasons I want to go see this is I want to go see the mustache that ruined Justice League. So. Oh, dear God. <laughs> not, not the whole movie, Dan. Just the beginning. Just the videos portion at the beginning. Because I'm wondering like what this little wiggly worm is. I just don't is. understand why somebody can't shave. The, the mustache comes back in like a week. Why can't you shave? <laughs> they just wouldn't let him shave it. Oh, I'm Lord. just like, why didn't just let? Well, they should have just left this, the mustache on Superman. I've said this before. He should. He could just randomly popped up in a scene with a mustache. Everybody would have been like, "What's with the mustache?" Then they would be like, "Oh, Superman's got a mustache now. Cool." For context, Cavall's that his last name? Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, yeah. Cavill, who plays Superman, was in Mission Impossible. And while he was filming this, they had to come back and reshoot the Superman. That's where the mustache came from that they had to CGI <laughs> out. So that's the reference that we're talking to. There. Sorry, Tom, yeah, I should have given some context. No, that's all right. Uh, this is a guilty pleasure for me also. Um, I enjoy these movies. Chris, I'm like you. I can't believe I'm not. Tom Cruise is like, I don't know. He, in real life, I think he'd be a putz. But I got to give the guy credit for doing his own stunts and, and, mm-hmm. and going through crazy, all that. Yep. And, and with that, I'll go see it. In the th- when I found out in the last movie where he was hanging outside of an air- airplane, and I remember when I saw that trailer, I thought, wow, the CGI looks really good. And it's like, no, that was really Tom hanging outside of an airplane. I'm like, kudos, man. I'll pay and go see that in the theater. I think that was the like with this one. the most insurance anybody's ever had to take out on an actor was that airplane scene or something crazy like that. He is 50. He's going to be 56 this year. Wow. Man. Makes you feel good for what you can accomplish. No, I can't even run to first base anymore. I heard. I play hockey, <laughs> but I can't run to first base. It drives me insane. And this guy's this guy's jumping on airplanes and stuff. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Janice, Janice briefs me on your heroics in sports world as I walk in today, where it's nothing but smells like, oh, I don't know, being gay or icy hot around uh, here yeah, after absolutely softball. Does. And I got to play tomorrow. <laughs> I'm afraid to play tomorrow. I, I can still hit, but I just can't run. At all. Well, I can play hockey because, and I can play and skate fast, but I just can't run to shag the fly ball anymore. I'm only 43, dude. It's, it drives me insane. That's about the time I hung up my cleats too. Welcome to the real world. 
Oh, man. All right, next, coming out at the exact same weekend, a villain's maniacal plan for world domination sidetracks five teenage superheroes who dream of Hollywood stardom as Teen Titans go to the movies. Uh, This one will be streaming for me. Unless Dan drags me to the theater to see this. <laughs> no, I won't drag you to the theater to see this. Okay, this one seems like, I mean, it seems fun to me, but I, I don't really watch the series very much. Every now and then I catch it, you know, and the Teen Titans are just, you know, I mean, I'm a Marvel guy, but I enjoy Teen Titans well enough. But this, is, you know, it looks fun. It's just streaming. You have to, re- you've probably been at my house enough when my kids were watching Teen Titans Go. It's by osmosis that I enjoyed Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go, yeah. It's a different world, Teen Titans Go, and it was an acquired taste because I hated it at first i absolutely love teen titans go now because one of the cool things about it is the old teen titans cartoon they're all the same voices they're all the same actors from the old teen titans cartoons and now that it's it's them doing such a absolute farce of a of a tv show it's hilarious they're all really funny starfire cracks me up every time she opens her mouth they have all these different theme shows where they do like a goonies show they did a my cousin Vinny show like they've done so many pop culture references in teen titans go anybody can really appreciate it you just have to get past that this is horrible moment and then you're like this is genius there's a couple watchings where all of a sudden it just becomes that i'm gonna screen this because i love teen titans go love it Absolutely love it. Yeah, Dan, I guess I need to try it some more because I watched the first couple episodes and, and didn't care for it whatsoever. Ne- neither did my sons. And we grew up, we grew up, they grew up with the original Teen Titans. There was some edge to it. There mm-hmm. was some maturity. It was serious. It was emotional. And I was used to that. So when they came out to this campy version, I went, I, I don't know. So maybe I need to try it again. So because of that, I never got into this new version of the Teen Titans Go, so I'm not going to see it in the theater. Uh, I definitely want to stream it just so we can finally have Nicolas Cage playing Superman. <laughs> so don't watch like the first season. Like I mean, obviously, it's been around so long, you probably couldn't even find the first season. There's so many funny inside jokes. There was an episode where they had tryouts to be on the Teen Titans, and they got the Wonder Twins in there, and oh it's gosh. all making fun of the Wonder <laughs> Twins. So... The the girl makes it. She's the one who could do the form of anything. Mm-hmm. And the other yeah. guy, or she could do shape of and he does form of. Yeah. They have, her brother is answering the phones in Teen Titans Tower. She has to run in when they're fighting people <laughs> and she has to touch rings with her brother and then go back out there. Like all that stuff. It's so like <laughs> pop culture reference It's so funny. You, you got to just catch an episode here and there and just give it a shot. Sorry, Tony, you go ahead. What do you, what do you want to do with this? Oh, it's steaming. <laughs> I, I cannot sit through 90 minutes of Yo's. I watched one Teen Titan Go, and it was the uh, 70s version where they put them all in 70s cartoon where they're all stick and they can't move and bend. And I thought, I said, oh, this is kind of funny, like, to your point. Yep. But the whole time, Beast Boy is sitting there, Yo's, Yo's. Yo's. Yeah, I'm he's like, a little bit of an idiot. I'm just like, this sucks. And you know what's funny? I didn't even realize until this year that the person who's does the cyborg voice and has for years is Ezekiel from Walking Dead. Is it really? I didn't realize that yep. either. I, and I was telling Tony this last night too. He's done every cyborg voice, I think, like forever. I will admit, I did smile in the Justice League movie when the cyborg went booyah. Yes. <laughs> that was really well done. Nice little Easter egg there. I appreciated that. I, I liked it. I thought it was neat. Gentlemen, I can't believe it. We're down to the last movie before we start our draft. Coming out August 10th, after escaping an attack by what he claims was a 70-foot shark, 
Jonas Taylor, played by Jason Stratham, must confront his fears to save those trapped in a sunken submersible, the Meg. Of course it's horrible, but <laughs> but it's got Statham, and he's awesome with a capital A. I mean, Jason Statham is awesome. And it's got Bing Bing Lee. She was in Transformers Age of Extinction. See what I see that? Yeah, I like see that. that? Make, oh, and oh. she's don't, don't, not to be confused with Bing Bing Fan, who was Blink in Days of Futures Past. <laughs> so Because they do look alike as well. Okay. Um, but I am, this is steaming. However, I do love Jason Statham, but it's steaming. It's, it looks horrible. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> but the trailer is, I think the trailer might be more entertaining than what the movie's going to be. Chris. It's just the sci-fi movie of the week and a half right here. This is so bad, but I will still watch it because <laughs> I love like really stupid, dumb Things like this, especially shark movies. I don't know why. and uh, Not Sharknado and all that other stuff, but like Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea is a guilty pleasure for me. This reminds me of Deep Blue Sea. It doesn't have quite the, the cast that Deep Blue Sea had. And it, the conceit of the watching the trailer and everything that it's doing, just, just... But it has an underwater structure... And if there's a movie about underwater structure, I'm probably going to watch it. So I'm going to I'm going to stream that. Like uh, Sphere and uh... okay, so let's not talk about Sphere. Let's just we'll leave that one on the on the cutting room floor. So for me, I think it's going to be steaming as well. Watching the trailer, I was like, "Ooh, cool shark! He's going to be after him, trying to bite through the glass. Where are they going to go?" And then all of a sudden, this giant squid attacks the submarine all right we got the nautilus uh no it's steaming now if we can drive down to greenville and get pete shire to go with marty that's what we need to do we need to take pete to this movie and that's how i'll get to screening but for me steaming heck we'll we'll just swing by and pick up richard we'll all go to the movie yeah, yeah. let's do it yeah that'd be awesome yeah, for me, it's also steaming, but I was going to make the same uh, reference. Uh, Pete Shirey, who works with uh, Simon Games, is a huge shark nut. Anything has to do with sharks, this guy owns it. And when I saw uh, this trailer for the movie The Meg, which stands for The Megalodon, I immediately thought of Pete, and I thought, okay, he's going to be out there, you know, day one, first showing, sitting in a the theater. So if I got to sit in a the theater and watch it with our good friend Pete, I would be there. Otherwise, it's probably going to be steaming for me. So how many people thought of when you saw that very first trailer and all you see is the shark's face? I was, all I could think of in the back of my head is fish are friends, not food. Because it looks like the same <laughs> Bruce. Shark as Bruce. It looks like Bruce, Bruce is just going to start talking and saying, hey. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Well, we made it through 15 movies. Tony, what is the final stats of each of us and, and what we picked? It's like you've trained me well. So for you, sir. You have seven screenings. I bet you only go to four of them. Yeah. You have five streaming and three steaming. Not bad. That's uh, pretty good. I, no. For Dan, he's going to the movies eight times. I bet he goes three. Probably right. <laughs> um, streaming five and two steaming. I, I think I'm always the highest of the screening every year. And then for uh, Chris... Screening is seven, six, streaming, and two, steaming. But I'm going to say 15 Jamesons. That's right. <laughs> That's you just to that get right. through uh, the, the action point. That's just to get action through Action point, Tony, yeah. what did you do? I don't think you said yours. Did you say yours? And for me, seven at the theater, four and four. You'll probably go to two. Gr Grumpy Tony's going to have the most steaming of, of, of all. <laughs> I'm surprised I was. I guess I'm the next Grumpy because I, I was next after that. All right. So that is our uh, discussion of all the movies that are coming out. Right after this quick break, we're going to come back and we're going to do our draft picks. 
Each of us are going to pick three movies in hopes of trying to make the most of the box office this summer. We'll be right back. TheBrokenToken.com has put out another incredible insert. That's right, people. If you haven't seen it, Rising Sun, protect those miniatures. A really cool spring mechanism, how you load them in. If you invested into the Rising Sun, you definitely need to check out the Broken Tokens, new Rising Sun insert at TheBrokenToken.com. I'm not sure you call that website. That's TheBrokenToken.com. Ignacio over at Portal Games has been playtesting his new game, Detective, that will be coming out this year. He's got a lot of people playing it now, doing some playtesting. It's going to be one of his big releases coming out this year, and there's been a lot of wonderful feedback. If you want to find out more about this game, make sure to go and uh, subscribe to their YouTube channel, where you can catch their Portal Games informant each week. And if you want to find out about more about this game and any of his other games, go to portalgames.pl. So over the past three years, at the end of every each one of our episodes, we have to like do a little fantasy draft where we're going to draft movies and we're going to see who can make the most at the box office. Each person will have movie picks. They're going to see how much we're going to make at the, uh, the box office over the course of the summer, add up all those movies together, and whoever comes out with the highest wins. And I know exactly how that works because I've won for the past two years. Domestic box office. Domestic box office. Thank you. Because I would have won a couple times with all that. Tran- you would have won actually last year anyway with all that Transformers uh, overseas money. <laughs> yeah, domestic box office <laughs> with domestic meaning U.S. because wherever you are is domestic, right? Good call. <laughs> so, Tony, what is the draft order this year? Because I know I'm last because I was first. Wow, he's rubbing it in. So much. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. That's right. <laughs> Chris is first uh, because he had a very bad year last year. I'm not sure what he was looking at, but I don't <laughs> even think he participated. Well, let's. do we want to remind everybody what Chris drafted to get in last place? So Chris drafted the Guardians 2 up first, and then he drafted- Which did well, which did but well. that was the only thing that went well. But it just yeah. didn't go crazy well. But then he drafted the Mummy. Yeah, well, that tanked. And then Ooh. the Dark Tower. That tanked even worse. And the Big Sick. <laughs> I'll tell and, you. Well, the Big Sick was the- So the fourth round, we draft kind of the- Well, the, this last couple of years, we draft kind of an also-ran where it's kind of a wild card, where it's kind of uh, you know like a tiebreaker. I mean, kind of more bragging points, I think, than anything else. And I, right. I, I don't know, Marty, did, uh, Tony, did you write down what everybody- Made and we'll have to keep yeah. that. Yeah, I do. I have it all. I mean, did you count what just what our fourth round pick made? I sure did. Let me pull it up right here. So, um, the big sit got 42 million. Okay, that's pretty good. Snatched that I did was 45 million. Marty with the emoji movie got 85 million. Wow, that's just sickening, is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I always bet on cartoons, baby. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> well, Sausage Party didn't pull it in for him. Yeah, but that's an R-rated cartoon. Oh. <laughs> and then the house that you picked, twenty-five. Yeah, million. it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was banking on Amy Poehler and Will Ferrell. I mean, that's generally bankable. So let me get let me get this straight. Not only did I win the overall, I also won the dark, dark yeah. horse pick. Good call. I mean, we we should uh, you know outlaw all his picks. He's not allowed to pick. We'll pick for you this year. Look, I, I promise I'll not do as well this year, just to give you guys a fighting chance. I'll blind pick. I'm going to close my eyes and just point at the screen. How about that? I'd love to see that. Fine with me. Gives me a shot. I can't win ever. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's going to be a lot different this year. I think there's a lot of big movies, so I'm ready to get started and see who's going to pick what. 
So it go, it's going to go Chris, Dan, me, Marty, and then we snake it back around Marty, me, Dan, and Chris. By the way, yeah, Chris, you got a hard, hard pig. You got a hard number one, dude. I don't envy you right now. No. I really, And I've thought about this. I've thought about this a lot. And there's like five solid movies, four of them probably a little bit more with a bullet that you could pick. And you and I don't know which one's going to explode, to be honest with you. I, do I go cartoons? I mean, Incredibles 2, the Incredibles just made so much money. So do I go Incredibles 2 or are people going to be like going to see it and talking about like it's Cars 2? You never know. Oh, point. I doubt it because it's Brad Bird. Um, and the original Incredibles was great. <clears throat> but then I've got the Avengers. Now, again, this is going hard with Marvel like I did last year with the Guardians. But Avengers is different than Guardians 2. This is led up from the, all the way to the Infinity War. And after everything that's been happening, to lead in with Thor Ragnarok. And then we had Black Panther doing like one of the, what was it, like the fourth biggest box office in, in history or whatever after it was I think it, it may done. be third now. It's, it's the highest of all Marvel movies. Yeah, that's it's insane. And there's a huge amount of the Avengers Infinity War that takes place in Wakanda. And so uh, just leading up from having a lead in with Black Panther and also because it starts so early in the season, I got a long run with it being in the theater. So I'm just going to do it. I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm, I'm drafting Avengers Infinity War for number one. You can't go wrong. I have man. to do it. I have to do it. So, Dan, is this how long it takes him to take a turn in a board game? <laughs> yeah. No. So what would happen, what, what happens now is I would be explaining what I'm about to pick. And Chris would go, no, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to have to pick something else. That, that's what it's like to play board games with Chris. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be an entertainment podcast, people. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's been entertained yet. Why start now? <laughs> no, it's why start meow. <laughs> I've got the hardest pick, I think, even harder than Chris, because obviously Infinity War was easy. Was it? I thought Guardians wasn't easy last year. Yeah, but Guardians isn't Infinity War. I mean, this is kind of like Ultron, I think. Like Ultron. Yeah, but we've got, not only do we have the Avengers, we've got a Star Wars movie, and we got the Incredibles. Yep. We also have another Jurassic Jurassic World. Because everybody is going to come out to see Jurassic World like they did a couple of years ago. Now, I think a lot of people are going to come out and see Incredibles 2, but it's still a sequel. It kind of scares me. Don't forget about Skyscraper. And Skyscraper is, yeah, that's a good one too. (laughs) And Deadpool is only not going to make that much money because it's rated R. And that's going to hurt it. That's true. I got burned by uh, animated movies last year. Real burned by cars. Yeah, but this is different. But I think I'm going to go back to the well with Incredibles 2. I think I'm going to have to stick with the animated. Up until probably about an hour ago, I was going to take Jurassic World, but I'm going to take Incredibles 2 with, with that next pick. I'm not going to waste all the time like I do my normal moves in a board game. Solo. Oh, he's going solo. Oh, there he goes. He just handed Marty the keys to the win. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, those are the obvious top three right there. Maybe. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you did leave what? me what basically Chris won with the first year. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I got to go Jurassic World at this point. Yeah, right? you have I mean, to. Yeah, yeah. And, but what sucks is he can now wrap it around, and even though it's R, he's going to pull that other crap. Here's the thing, and this is where I'm torn at this point. Yes, Deadpool 2 is a rated R movie, but guys, that first movie made a ton of money. Yes, it did. Yep. It made a ton. But then I'm sitting here staring at Ant-Man and the Wasp, another Marvel movie, but it's not rated R. Okay, Marty, just make a pick. I got to do Deadpool. The first Deadpool made $363 million domestic. Yeah. Even though it's a sequel, so it'll probably do a little bit less. 
I think it's still a safe pick at this point. So I'm going Deadpool 2. He's got a good one too right there. Two sequels mm-hmm. he gets the back to back. I did, and that may burn me. That may totally burn me, but and it's not going to. Y'all just wake me up when it's my turn out to take Mama Mia because it's the only thing left. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, well, you know what's funny is my other option was Ant Man, which is also a sequel. They're all sequels, not Skyscraper. Oh, and I'm sorry. That's uh, yeah, it is a sequel. It's like the fourth uh, Die Hard. That's right, yeah. <laughs> or fifth. Yeah, <laughs> it's a no. It's a reboot. It's not a sequel. It's a reboot. Oh, okay, my bad. Okay, if, if we're done, Ant Man. Oh, I hate you. I hate <laughs> you so much. I was gonna take Ant Man. This. Oh, I thought this was gonna be the easy. Well, the only thing I've got, and I have to hope that it's it's any good. I'm gonna have to go Mission Impossible. Sure. Yes. Come on, man. <laughs> How's last place feeling again, Chris? <laughs> yep. Uh, I guess I go Mama Mia now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not doing Mama Mia. You can leave it for me. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, well, you can, you can have that. That's fine. Out of all this list, though, holy moly. I mean, do I take a chance on tag? I mean, what the heck? Oh, action point. People are going to rent the crap out of that, but they're not going to the theater to see that. Breaking in, it might have a big audience. This is hard. I think I feel I got the last of this dredge. I will have you're to going, Mama you're gonna Mama Mia. Your first two movies, you don't need the last two picks. You know, if Marty wins again next year, we might have to put whoever loses gets to pick where they pick. That might be what we have to do. Oh, yeah, maybe so. Uh, I'm going to, since you took Mission Impossible, well, I think out of all these, I'm going Ocean's 8. Well, and you get to pick one more too, so. Yep, I know. Now I'm trying to think, do I go for the niche with breaking in or do I, I got to go with the rock. I can't not check the rock. Let's go skyscraper. Nice. It worked so well the last time. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. All right. Well, I'm doing it. Screw it. I'm going Mamma Mia. It might turn out for you. If it would have fell to me, I would have done it in a heartbeat. (laughs) Well, I mean, even though it's one of those things we talked about, right? Even though you say this is steaming, that doesn't mean it's not going to do well. Oh, it's going to do well. Yeah. It's going to do. I probably should have taken it, but I, I, I couldn't in my good conscience just do it. So everybody will have seen the Avengers. They'll go back to it a second time. I'm going to have to say breaking in. That's fair. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad pick. So the first Mamma Mia made uh, $144 million. So if this one makes even that. So half of it. Right. It's it's worth yeah. it. And so I guess it's my last pick, eh? Well, you're up for, you're up for your uh, off the board. So you've got your regular pick and your off the board pick. Yes. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go the safe route. I'm hoping that uh, at the end of July, kids will still want to go see some cartoons in the theater. So I'm actually going to go Teen Titans. Teen Titans go, baby. Uh, I'm not, that's, I mean, w- with what's left, we got the Meg. That might do well. You never know, but it's at the end of the summer. Tag won't do anything. Uh, action point. Watch it right be the breakout hit of the summer when none of us picked it. Yeah, that's true. All right, so what happens, everybody, is now all of us have picked three movies, and those are going to go into uh, their own little section where we're going to track how much each of those movies makes. We total them up, and that's who's going to win. The other contest that we do is now each of us are going to pick a movie that we have not talked about tonight. It's kind of our dark horse, and whichever one of these makes the most money is kind of like a, a separate award, okay? And I am really torn between two movies... Because it was so big the first time around, I got, I'm going to sequel again. I'm picking a sequel. Sicario 2. Mm-hmm. Solid. It's got, got a lot of pre-buzz to it. First one did so well. That, so, yeah, that's my pick. Sicario 2. Okay, well, you took mine. It got a whole bunch of play at Sundance, so I'm going to go with Hereditary. 
Yeah, that dude, that was my other one. That was the two I was torn between because Hereditary has gotten so much buzz. It's like one of the scariest movies of all time. But it's R, so I'm going I'm going I'm gonna be hurting. All right, Dan, if you take my pick, I'm I'm just leaving the podcast. You know what? I I'm gonna do something that I don't know if any of us have done in the last few years. I think I'm gonna go off this list entirely. Oh, you can. That's the beauty of the Dark Horse. Because there's one that I think might do well on this list that you have over there, and it'll probably do better than this. But I'm going to go for one that I think might have some critical acclaim, and also because I really like one of the writers. Oh, yeah. I saw that one, too. By the way, guys, he has a magazine. Well, I've got got to have Entertainment Weekly, man. The Summer Mover Preview. (laughs) Entertainment Weekly? Yeah. Yeah. He's cheating. I mean, I love Diablo Cody. You know, uh, Juno is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, dude, that's going to be a good one. I know what you're picking. And I'm going to pick Tully. Oh, no, that's not what you're picking. So I don't know what... Does she have another one that I don't know about this summer? I'll I'll say it after... Okay, that's fine. I'm going to pick Tully, which is coming out uh, actually next in a couple weeks. Uh, that she's, yeah. I think she's one of the writers on on this one. It's with uh, Charlize Theron. That's Chris's favorite lady. Uh, and Ugh. Mackenzie Davis. I think it's going to be a pretty good. Oh, Mackenzie's awesome. Yeah. Okay, Chris. All right, so I got two ways to go with this. Uncle Drew, that's a good pick, Chris. Uh, Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew, absolutely, 100%. Uh, I can go young adult novel adaptations that always do really well in the summers. Mm. Uh, and, of course, it's uh, you know superhumans, teens getting superhuman powers. Or I'm going to go the John Wick route, and I'm taking Hotel Artemis. Ooh, quick, Google that for me. I missed that one. Yeah, I missed that one, too. What's that one well, about? You'll have to look that up. I'll Here, I'll read you. The, the, the synopsis is Jodie Foster, Sterling K. Brown, and Jeff Goldblum lead an all-star cast in this dystopian action film that revolves around a woman who runs a secret hospital for criminals. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But I probably should have picked, um, uh, what's the, the Darkest Minds? Because, I mean, come on. Yeah. Dan, I thought when you said Juno, I thought you were going to pick eighth grade. Yeah. I also Actually, the other thing I was thinking of was Adrift. Adrift, yeah. Adrift, but the problem the problem with the drift though is it's going to be critically acclaimed, but I don't think it's going to do huge in the box. Right. I honestly thought one of you would have picked Christopher Robin. I was tempted. I saw that. That's another one that I had on a short list too. Yep. But the problem is with Christopher Robin is so late in the season. That's the other thing I was thinking of because it's like August, isn't it? Yeah, August third. Yeah, and for those who are uh, are wondering, the movies that have come out in late August, we actually tally through September, so they make sure that they have a good run. And as we've done the past couple of years, we'd like for all of you to participate. In fact, we're going to be running a contest, and this is going to be pretty straightforward. Tony's going to put a uh, poll out uh, on our website, and the question is, what do you think is going to make more money, Incredibles 2 or the uh, Solo Han Solo. Wow, Marty, that was really good. I was trying to think of the full title. Solo, a Star Wars story. I couldn't find the title real quick. So uh, you can enter. Which do you think is going to make more money? Solo, a Star Wars story or Incredibles 2? And if you guess correctly, you'll be thrown into the pool for a chance to win a prize. Tony, does that sound good to you? Works for me. It's easy. So I can do it. And Dan, Chris, you're all welcome to join too. Or I'll just give you a, a mason jar. Sounds good to me. I have a mason jar. My my wife uses it regularly for sweet tea. Okay. She won't let me put it in a freezer for beer, but Chris, they said they said you're in witness protection. I don't have your address to send you one. Uh, well, I'll sneak I'll sneak it to you. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that sounds good, Marty. Just put a real quick uh, contest, be on Rafflecopter. You gotta tell me, answer the question, and then we'll go from there. And it will be um I'm gonna say we're not gonna go through the whole summer here. But let's give each movie 30 days from its release. I'll cut off the box office. Good call. And then whoever makes the most, 
That's the winner. Yeah, there we go. So it'd be the the one that's released the latest is Incredibles two, which is June fifteenth, which is a couple of weeks after Solo. So middle of July, we'll know which one is made the most, and then we'll draw a winner at that point. So we will close down the contest. Well, got to close it by May 25th because that's when uh, the uh, solo story comes out. And can we close down this podcast? Oh my gosh, it's late. (laughs) Have you not had fun? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? (laughs) I was entertained. I want to go play a game, but it's too late now. (laughs) Right, right, meow. I just want to say, Tony has been lost the entire episode with us doing that, but I think it's hilarious. Yeah, Um, someone's going to have to add up how many meows we've had in in the episode. I believe I probably have had a liter of cola, though, while we were drinking. I mean, podcasting. But Dan, Chris, where can people find you? Dan, we'll start with you. You can find me at Geek Jock Blog or on the Geek All-Stars podcast, where we uh, every other week we talk about all things board games, card games, and anything else we really want to talk about in the geek sphere. Uh, this last episode, we talked about a whole lot of games played uh, that we've had. Uh, the one before that, we had our March Madness of, board, of Card Games episode. And occasionally, you can find us here. You know, on Rolling Dice, taking names on the movie episode. We're going to have you guys back. Maybe I'll have to see if we can have you guys on for the pre-Gen Con episode. It's always like four hours. You guys can handle that, right? That'd be the first time I've ever come on. It's not like I can find it on your show. <laughs> Never been on there. I get in your house, play games. But do I get on your show? Heck no. Well, it's hard to schedule with you, Tony. You're a hard guy to schedule. Ask Marty. He tells me that all the time. That's true. Hey, Tony, you want to get, no, I got, I got a bowling. I got, uh, I got crochet night. I've got euchre night. I've got, you know, cooking night. I've got something i have an active life excuse me <laughs> no you do have an active life you have a life i, I see you're going to chris where can people find you you can always find me on twitter at dice hate me uh, you can also find me of course on the geek all stars and the state of games podcasts we have a uh, episode coming out uh, uh early next week we'll have guest seth jaffe on talking about reprints and revamps gentlemen thank you so much this is always a highlight for us. I can't believe we've been doing this for four years and it's always so much fun. And every year we always get people telling us when's the movie episode coming out. Cause that's one of my favorite and you guys do wonderful research. I love you guys coming on. You talk about the writers and the directors. You're just not picking movies. You dig into these movies and that makes it more fun for everybody. Well, thank you, man. It's a, this is a, like I said, this is a highlight of my year to, to, to talk movies with you guys. And I, it gives me a good excuse to sit there and just, because every few months I sit there and watch trailer after trailer after trailer. This gives me a good excuse to do that research. And I love, I just, and I just love hanging out with my friends. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate you having us on. This is always a blast. And, and one other thing, I, c- I couldn't think of this. What, and we talk about this each year. What is the big Christmas movie this year? Is there one? Oh, <laughs> you, you threw this up to me. Yes, it's Aquaman. <laughs> no, what is the big Christmas movie? Actually, this year? And I, it might be a it, it might be a Thanksgiving movie, but there's another Harry Potter movie. The uh, it's a oh, Grind- yeah, Grindelwald or something Fantastic like that. Beast or whatever. Yeah, Fantastic Beast Two is is uh, is a holiday season. Last year you had Star Wars, which is the big thing. And right. I just couldn't think of because usually we always talk about what's the big thing coming out in the fall, and I couldn't think of anything big. And you said Aquaman. I still can't think of anything. Oh, big. Lord. Because n- nobody wants to go up against Aquaman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Aqua- <Really>? Aquamoa. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, that's because the actor's last name's Moa. I just had to explain. Mo- that it's to you. Momoa. Momoa? Meow Moa? Meow Moa. Hey, you know what I wanted? Yeah. You know the one thing I wanted to say to you guys? What? I want you guys to keep rolling dice and taking names. 
Thanks for listening to this very special episode of Rolling Dice and Taking Names. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at Dyson Names. On Instagram, Dyson Names. Join our BGG Guild, 1589, and like us on Facebook. And don't forget, go to our website, RollDiceTakeNames.com, and click on the Miniature Market logo for a very special promo. Ah, sorry about that. All right, meow. And over your license and registration. Hurry up, meow. Sorry. Is there something funny here, boy? No, no, no. Well, then why are you laughing, Mr. Larry Johnson? All right, Meow, where were we? I'm sorry, are you saying Meow? Am I saying Meow? I, I, th- I thought you... Don't think, boy, Meow. Do you know how fast you were going? <laughs> meow, what is so damn funny? I could have swore you said Meow. Do I look like a cat to you, boy? <laughs> Am I jumping around all nimbly bimbly from tree to tree? No, no. <laughs> Am I drinking milk from a saucer? <laughs> no. Well, do you see me eating mice? <laughs> now you stop laughing right now. Yes, sir. Now, I'm gonna have to give you a ticket on this. But. No buts, meow. That's the law. Not so funny, meow, is it? Meow! <laughs> So, Miniature Market, Marty, have you signed up for the newsletter? Yes. Do you check out the daily deals? Yes. Do you see all the tiny terrain? Yes. Do you go to their site daily? No, but whenever I do go to their site, Tony, I definitely go through the link miniaturemarket.com slash RDTN because I like to get a little bit of savings on when I buy from there. That's right. Right now you can get 5% if you type in that special promo code that Miniature Market is hosting for Rolling Dice and Taking Names. Also, if you go to their daily deals, you can check out anything that has come in. You don't have to go through all the pictures. They actually have a list, see how much they have in stock and say, oh my God, that's counting down. I better jump on it right now. Kind of like what I did with the Lord of the Rings RPG. They had it going quickly and it was sold out by the end of the day. But luckily I got my copy so that we can do our Lord of the Rings RPG. Go to miniaturemarket.com.